1: No one is is is, is, is more locked in. from Thursday to Monday. No one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, welcome into First and Pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. I host afternoons on the Score in Chicago. Pony afternoons on the Fan in Pittsburgh. We go over every game, every team, every week. We are coming to you after a thrilling Bears win over the Panthers. And you can always subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend. If you're listening to this on The Score or The Fan in Pittsburgh, we appreciate you. But it's a podcast, so subscribe. I will also
0: live on Sundays.
1: Yeah, on live the on Sundays YouTube on, the,
0: page. on The Score's YouTube page. Yeah, that's true. Um, Danny, I'm just going to cede the floor over here to you because this is your team. You just watched this very boring, ugly game, and you are forced for your job to try to find interesting angles and elements to this. So please indulge us with that now.
1: I'm glad that the White Sox and Cubs are so interesting for different reasons right now because this game would not be able to carry us a week and a half until the next Bears game. Like, I'm just so ready for Justin Fields to be back. Tyson Bajan had four turnovers last week, and I thought he arguably played worse in this game than he did last week, even though there were no turnovers. And I know that's ridiculous, but they were just so conservative, and there there was absolutely no threat of him making a play at any point. His best throw was a fourth and four conversion, The couple times he threw down the field, the ball landed out of bounds. I mean, it was just completely uncompetitive. The Bears' defense, for not getting takeaways or too many sacks, I think they only sacked Bryce Young three times in the game, their defense has been really good for five of the last six weeks, with the exception of when they played Justin Herbert. Their secondary, when healthy, is actually living up to the billing of where they drafted the guys. So that's really promising. Their run defense, which was atrocious last year, has gotten a lot better. They just they get their hands on the ball and they don't catch it. They get close to the quarterback but they don't bring him down. And you know, they don't have a difference-making athlete at quarterback. And so They needed to win this game because the Panthers are so bad and they have their first pick and it's their best chance at getting Caleb Williams or Drake May. And it would have been an embarrassment to lose this game on national television at home, even though this game was barely on national television because that was basically a talk show that Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit were doing. I mean, Jason Kelsey hung out for the entire second quarter and they were talking about the Eagles and where Travis Kelsey is and the tush push and if he's going to retire next year and Eagles culture. Uh, but I couldn't blame them for the programming decision. It was a it was a horribly boring game, and the Bears needed to win, and they did. But I don't think there's too many ramifications on this game going forward because Justin Fields will be back for their next game, and I'm
0: thankful for that. Yeah, the bigger story by far is Carolina. I know that doesn't apply to you tomorrow, but Bryce Young here, they better hope that these – Checkdown plays in inability or uh, lack of willingness, unwillingness to throw the ball downfield is because he doesn't trust his offensive line or they just don't have enough weaponry outside of Thielen, who's not even really a downfield threat. But the, the alarming thing to me with him is it's the opposite of Stroud when it comes to poise. He looks nervous and jittery on just about every drop back. And the thing that he was uh, drafted for, he went number one overall because we were told by the draft analysts that he was the most accurate quarterback we've seen since like Drew Brees, and I'm not seeing anything close to that. So if that he does... airmails the ball, Pony, like you know, if you if you're gonna miss,
1: it's almost like you want it to be at the ground. Like he he throws swing passes and screens high that's just pick six man like the Bears dropped two pick sixes tonight he threw two pick sixes last week like he he airmails them and I don't know if it's because of his height or nerves or whatever but he misses high that's like Jimmy Garoppolo's stuff man like a, a
0: lot of balls that can be picked well Garoppolo had the same reputation as a super accurate quarterback yeah who was very frail and did not respond well to pressure and also really has a aversion to wanting to push the ball downfield. And that's what I'm seeing from Young. Um, Reich, I think, has got to get more hands-on, play calling, et cetera. Uh, their line needs a huge boost. That's the one thing the Bears, believe it or not, have going for themselves, in my opinion, is between Darnell Wright and Tevin Jenkins, they've actually improved their line greatly from where it was at this time last year. And whoever's playing quarterback for them next year, whether it's Fields again or the quarterback they draft with Carolina's pick, uh, he won't be under siege constantly if he gets the line play that Chicago's gotten this year. Just an insane decision by Frank Reich to kick a
1: 59-yard field goal with Eddie (laughs) Pinero at the end of the game. I mean, he had a 56-yarder this year. That guy does not have a big leg, and Soldier Field's one of the toughest places to kick. That was a ridiculous set of circumstances at the end of the game. All right, let's get to the slate. Colts and Patriots, you say the greatest
0: coach ever could be fired after this loss. How did we get here? Yeah, I mean, there's better games, but when... A six-time Super Bowl champion, there's a report out of one of the biggest newspapers in America that he could get canned after this game. I think we're obligated to lead with that, especially because they're an underdog in the game. So the odds makers think they will lose, and there's credible reporting that says the guy isn't going to be with the team after this game. I mean, it's just it's insanity. Um, How did we get here? I think that Belichick's... Uh, unwielding power here, where he has control of every decision that gets made personnel wise. There's no GM. There's no checks and balances. Um, in in combination with the way Brady performed and what he did post Patriots, winning a Super Bowl immediately raised the stakes and raised the temperature on Belichick. Right off the bat, there was no more grace period. Their one season with Cam Newton. Okay, now you got to ratchet things up. And Kraft put an ultimatum on him this year. Got to make the playoffs. Worst record in the AFC. Uh, Mac Jones was a terrible pick. And also, uh, Danny, the roster is just, especially on the offensive side of the ball, might be the worst in the NFL. Carolina's close, so we just watched tonight. Your team's not much better either. But New England has zero playmakers. Stevenson, maybe. But they don't get him the ball enough. So... Bill, the GM, and Bill, the offensive mind, uh, has backed him into a corner here where apparently this is a must-win situation for him on Sunday.
1: I know you say it's credible reporting. I just have a very, very, very hard time imagining an in-season firing for Bill Belichick. I still don't think he's going to get fired. I think it's going to be framed as some sort of parting of ways – with a buyout and we've grown apart and it's time to go our separate ways and we're going to rebuild and bill isn't ready for that. And, you know, like I, I, I still believe that it is hard for me to believe that a six time
0: Super Bowl champion is going to ever be fired much less in season. So could he resign and then they still trade him this off season? I don't think so, but they would still control his rights. The same way Peyton retired and New Orleans was still able to trade him. Well, that's retiring. Like, if you resign, don't you, isn't your contract voided? Well, why wouldn't Peyton have just resigned from the Saints if we're talking about semantics here? And then he would have been a free agent. Yeah, I think I mean, they have his rights. Yeah, right. so yeah you, you might be right. You might be right. I mean, so, I mean, we've never seen this in the NFL before, but could Kraft basically tell Bill, hey, you're done for the rest of the year? I'm going to put you on ice promote Bill O'Brien or Gerard Mayo to coach the team. And we'll figure out who you're going to coach at the end of the year. I was just saying, saying all these things are, I think somewhat in play because of just how unbelievably bad their season has gone and how much they've failed to meet, which I thought were probably expectations put too high on them internally. But I mean, there's, they kicked, they kicked Tom Brady to the curb, Danny. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Well, you know, I know
1: that's the, that's the thing, right? They're, they haven't made a good coaching hire, offensive draft pick, quarterback decision since Tom Brady left. That's a bad combination. You know, like, Judon's a stud. Obviously, he's hurt. Gonzalez looked like a good pick. But it's an offensive league, and you went heavy on Mac Jones and ran him back without a viable alternative plan. And your
0: big offensive moves were Juju and Zeke Elliott, and your offensive line is putrid. I mean, it is maybe after the Giants the worst in the league.
1: Yeah, so I I don't think he's going to get fired after the game. but I'm rooting for it.
0: Yeah, I know you are. 49ers and Jags, best game of the week, in my opinion. What's your take on it? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt it's the best game, and they're both coming off
1: buys. And the Niners are going to look different. Like my the football X's and O's thing is Chase Young, who's having a good year and is healthy, now actually goes to a team with an awesome defensive line in Washington. He was around first round picks who got paid but weren't productive. Now he gets to go and line up opposite Bosa and really start to make an impact. He's got Hargrave. Like, you know what I mean? Like now now he is on one of the three best defensive lines in football. Although they've underachieved the last few weeks, but yeah, I agree with you. But like those guys are legit studs. That he gets to play with, he he played with na- with names who didn't produce. Now he plays with names who does, and so like we know that Brock Purdy was backsliding, and we know that they were hurt, but that bye week seemed to come at a perfect time for the Niners. And listen, the Jags have been streaking and they've been hot, and what they did in winning all of those games in a short period of time in all of those different locations was impressive. But this strikes me as a significant uptick in competition for them. And I think that a healthy 49ers team is the best team in the
0: NFL. So I think the Niners go into Jacksonville and win this game. I think so too. Uh, Jacksonville had this game in week two against Kansas City at home and they lost 17 to nine. So we've seen them already in a situation like this at home, not over in London, uh, lose and frankly not look all that good offensively. I'm going to keep, ringing this bell. I think if Purdy plays poorly and the Niners lose, Darnold starts the next game. If it's a four-game losing streak and he plays like a C-minus game, do you think he plays the next game for sure? Do you think it's 100% given that he's their quarterback with a four-game losing streak with all the players and personnel that they have on the roster, especially if Debo Samuel plays in this game? 94%. 94%. Okay. Remember I said this. Okay. Okay. Now, is this an informed take? Have you heard a whisper? Uh, n- n- no. N- maybe. Okay. Uh, Giants and Cowboys. Danny DeVito set quarterback for the Giants in this game. Uh, is Brian Daple going to pay for this? And is he going to become, I think, the first coach to win coach of the year and get fired? The next year. I don't think he's going to get fired.
1: This is insane. There should be some sort of investigation into tanking and competitive balance. Tommy DeVito can't throw. (laughs) He can't throw the ball. I remember when in, uh, in COVID the COVID season, When Denver started Henson, the the Vanderbilt receiver, like it was Wake
0: Forest, but yeah, Wake Wake Forest,
1: same colors. Yeah. Thank you. And it was like, oh, well, this, this is not safe. Like this shouldn't happen. Tommy DeVito, like can't throw the ball fast. (laughs) the incompletions fall to the ground softly like if they hit my child while he was laying down they wouldn't even wake him up he (laughs) does not look like an NFL player on the field the spread is 17 and I think
0: the Cowboys cover it so I don't think it's an interesting theory on your part that you think that the Giants now that they're down to this level their quarterback depth chart are just punting on the season and organizational
1: tanking dude it's the only explanation he's not one of the 75 best quarterbacks in the world there's no there's no scenario where they can't find somebody who's more representative
0: to play football than Tommy DeVito it's impossible I agree with that like there was a dude and I only watched this game because I had friends and I knew people that were part of their organization but like There was a guy in the USFL who put up monster numbers, who ended up on the Packers practice squad and won that league's spring championship. Like, why wouldn't you just try to take a shot on a guy like that? PJ Walker is one of those guys who put up numbers in a minor league instead of a guy who, to your point, I think looked overmatched in exhibition games this summer. Like, If you're Saquon Barkley, do you want to even play football right now? You don't have a contract for next year. Why would you want to put your body on the line with DeVito at quarterback? I wouldn't. I'd want to sit out the rest of the year. I'd make up an injury. Especially when Dable doesn't even give you the ball
1: on fourth and short a couple of games ago and he hobbles out Graham Gano to kick that idiotic field goal. And then Gano has season-ending knee surgery after the
0: game. Good point. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is. It, it has been a cluster bleep. Now that the bottom line is, you think he's in cahoots and he's not going to get fired if that's what the organization wants him yeah. to do. Yeah, I, I, I think this is bad by design uh,
1: in New York. I do. Lions and Chargers, definitely the second best game of the weekend. Are you buying back into my Chargers? Okay. These are my
0: Chargers and my Lions. I know. This is the Danny Parkins bowl right here. I hope the game is 50 to 50. I'm really surprised Odyssey did not fly you out to LA. Oh, you're surprised by that? I really am. I am. Knowing you're standing within the company and how much they care about this podcast and how well everything's going yeah thank you um look have you seen the Chargers schedule i'm sure you have because you are a closeted chargers fan they play all their tough games at home and all their easy games on the road Home against
1: Detroit in Green Bay, home against Baltimore in New England, home against Denver in Vegas, home against Buffalo in
0: Denver, home against Kansas City. Bad teams on the road, good teams at home. I I mean, if you go by what the line's going to look like in this game, and these games, and I know they're a three-point underdog, if they do what they're supposed to do, shouldn't they win like 10 or 11 games? Yeah. Well they're the chargers, right?
1: Like someone's going to get a devastating injury in this game. And like, listen, I think the chargers are good. I still do. I go solely by my eyes and the eye test of the talent that is out there. in the, well, the eye the test really,
0: I mean, Herbert didn't do diddly squat against the jets on Monday. So he didn't no. pass that eye test. No, that day. I mean, he he was crazy efficient the week before against the Bears and
1: put up put up 30. And the defense, like I said, that's been good outside of that. Um, So maybe I'm weighing more of what I saw, like closely watching every snap. And he didn't even have to make that many difficult throws in that game. He just picked them apart like a surgeon. But um, the Lions, man, I think are like legitimately a top five team in the NFL. So the Chargers are inconsistent and they have no home field advantage. So even if I do like the, the chargers in this spot, you know, you said they're, they're easy games. Uh, they're hard easy games. opponents are on the road. Yeah. And their hard games are at home. It doesn't really matter. Like, they've had to use the silent count at home. Plenty. Yeah. You know, like it, it's just, it's not, there is no
0: home field advantage well, for them. Uh, the lions and, you know, I bought in on them to go to the super bowl and win it. Uh, this game to me is an important one because I don't think they've played well the last two weeks obviously not against Baltimore I think most of most NFL teams would have beaten them the night they knocked off the Raiders because that was more about Raiders ineptitude and sloppiness than it was about really anything other than Jameer Gibbs everything else in that game was pretty much just the Raiders beating themselves
1: Broncos and Bills Bills are back down to 15 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Is this a buy-low spot for Buffalo? Hey, come on. This is for you. I appreciate it. Uh, here's the thing. They
0: are what are they right now? They are five and four. This is the lowest I've seen them to win the Super Bowl in like three years. Well, they're they're gonna be seven and four. Right? I
1: mean they're going to beat Denver, and they, they're they going to avenge that opening night loss to the Jets. Feel Both pretty good home. about that? Both at home. They should, yeah. Well, so then the, they're not going to be 15-1 to 1 two weeks from now. So... Why don't we do if, it then? Because, I mean, well, like, here's the thing. What do you think they are if they make the playoffs as
0: the sixth seed? I mean, isn't that kind of what the odds are projecting them to be? Because the Dolphins have better odds than them right now. So inherent in that, I haven't looked at AFC East odds, but I'm guessing the Dolphins are the favorites to win the division, even though they lost straight up to Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I guess. And what, I guess...
0: And haven't beaten a team with a winning record all year. That's the other component to this is that, yeah, Miami is – right now record wise in a better place than the bills but i've been anti buffalo for the longest time i just in this instance specifically to this question is there a is there a way in which something clicks offensively for them or allen gets ridiculously hot their defense gets to where it was last year I think the answer to all of that is is, is I mean yes obviously
1: they've yes, suffered. that's from,
0: why I think at fifteen to one it's it's I, it, for a guy that has been anti Buffalo for a long time I think it's a pretty good bet. The only thing is is like you know the 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 injuries they've suffered on defense
1: I do think caps them a little bit right with with uh, Milano and White for their for their injuries on defense I do think that that caps a little bit of what their ceiling is defensively. Clearly the offense can be better we've seen it be better. Uh, I just, I think if they make the playoffs as the six seed, like, I don't know that these odds are, maybe it's 12 to one, you know, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be drastically different uh, than this right now, but they're plus two twenty to win the AFC East. So they're not that much of a long shot uh, behind, behind Miami. What's uh, what's the next game?
0: It's Jets and Raiders. And my hypothetical question for you is where would the Jets be with a healthy Aaron Rodgers this season at the halfway point? What would the record be? Well, Pony, would they, would they be in first place in the AFC East?
1: They would... have beaten New England and beaten Kansas City. And so they would be, instead of being... Four and four, they'd be six and two. Oh. <laughs> right. I mean, they lost by twenty in Dallas, and they lost by twenty-one. Hold on a target. second.
0: Think about what that means, though. So let's say that's true, okay? Because I think that's that's reasonable. And they lost the Patriots game. It was by five in the Chiefs game by three, and it was that one was incredibly ugly. Um, if they win both of those games, consider what we've seen from Kansas City and their offensive struggles. Um, Yeah, they're a Super Bowl contender. They might be the favorites, bro. They might be. I mean, maybe Cincinnati, because I mean, Kansas City would still, from, well, they wouldn't have a record advantage over them. Well, yeah, because they'd have the loss. Right. I mean, you could make the case at that point that the Jets would be in the driver's seat to get a bye and potentially get home field advantage. Well, and, and they'd have wins over Buffalo, Kansas City, and Philly. I mean, man, what a. What a kick in the balls to Jets fans, that is. Dude, like this- to NFL fans. It it was an unbelievable
1: story. I picked them to win the – like I, I thought Miami was the odd
0: team out in that division before the year. I thought it was Jets, Bills, Dolphins. And I so- thought the Bills were the odd team out. I thought it was Jets and Dolphins. But, yeah, we both liked the Jets a lot. We yeah. thought that it was going to be a revenge season for Rodgers.
1: Yeah, and that Garrett Wilson was going to put up Devontae Adams numbers, and you know I liked Brees Hall coming back from the injury. Obviously, their defense is ridiculous. Um, yeah, we we were we were robbed of something. And frankly, I love the conspiracy theory that he didn't rupture his Achilles.
0: What? Okay. And and what? And what did he do instead?
1: Uh, I don't know. That, but but that like. There's no way that it's possible for a 40 year old man to even hint and about coming back in a few weeks after having that surgery. So he is lying to
0: us to make himself seem like more of a hero. I love I love the conspiracy theory. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that if that's true. Yeah. Browns and Ravens. This is such a big game for Deshaun Watson. Do you believe in him at all? No. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) No, I don't.
1: Uh, And it's not just because your boss believes in this podcast so much to air it at 11 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights. Uh, By the way, if you're listening to us live on the radio right now, subscribe, rate, review. It's first in pod. One ST ampersand pod. Every game, every team, every week. Um, I I think if Deshaun Watson was the Deshaun Watson that I thought he was coming out of Clemson and that he was – a couple of years into the league with Bill O'Brien that the Browns would, and I mean, listen, they'd be in the playoffs if the season ended right now, but they'd be a very dangerous team, but he has shown no ability to produce with any degree of consistency. And when they have scored, it has often seemed like it has been either in spite of him or on accident. Mm-hmm. Like Deshaun, like if you, if you just could, could you put together a 92nd highlight reel of Deshaun Watson plays this year where it feels like he is the top 10 quarterback in the league doing
0: anything special. I don't think you could. I don't think so. And it almost feels to me like I almost feel, it almost feels to me like NFL media just wants to pretend like the guy doesn't exist. You know, I like,
1: certainly don't treat him as a fallen star anymore. Yeah. Like, like it, feel, it feels like if you talk about just the football side of it, you're like ignoring the misconduct no, but, story. Right.
0: But. but I mean, think of like Nick's show. Think about like first things first, for example. If it's like Dak Prescott or Cam Newton back when he was playing, going through struggles like this, it's an A1 or a, or A2 story. It's like one of the leading things in the NFL every week. And it's almost like because this guy's so radioactive for something that he might have done, it's just well, like. Then he yes. did. Do. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't convicted in criminal. No, 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 no. no. Okay, sure. I don't. I listen. I'm not. I don't know that
1: anything rose to the standard necessarily of criminality, but the the, the sheer volume right. of accusations. Sure, but I, he he is a serial predator of sorts.
0: Yeah, and I just think like. It's, it's it's beneficial or good for everybody if he's just like, keep him off to the side. The Browns, other than the Steelers Monday night game and the 49ers game that was turned into a bigger deal because San Francisco was so good. It's like Browns games have been buried all year. And I think they're hoping that the Ravens crush them again on Sunday, the NFL, that is.
1: That's is a great theory. Uh, and I think you're. I think you're probably spot on about it. And even if they don't, like if they win an ugly game because of their defense, they probably still just keep it moving. But which, if I throws, it,
0: which I think, which I think he is, has like
1: three touchdowns and 300
0: yards, though. I think that's when it gets a little messy for uh, them. Texans and Bengals, another betting one. I was in Love a it. betting mood, I guess, for this podcast. You mean it was the day that ends in Y? Go ahead. C.J. Stroud is 90 to one. To win the MVP. Isn't that a live bet. Right now. Okay. So
1: I loved the thought. Because this is the question that you wrote down. That made me like. Pause for a minute. Because the number. Suggests yes. But. But. The. The number of. Stud quarterbacks. That he would need to jump just strikes me as so unlikely, especially when there is an Offensive Rookie of the Year award sitting right there. I mean, the four guys at the top are Burrow, Lamar, uh, Mahomes,
0: Tua. Like, I just – he's jumping all of those guys. Okay, let me ask you this question, though. Of those four guys that you just named, how many of those quarterbacks are having a better season than Stroud? Right now, halfway through the season, how many Mahomes? No, I don't think so. I think Lamar is, and that's it. You think Mahomes has had a better season? Stroud's I... 14 touchdowns to one pick, dude. <laughs> that's pretty ridiculous. Come on, man. And look who he's throwing the ball to. He doesn't have Travis Kelsey, he's got Nico Collins and no run game. And they've had backup offensive linemen the entire year. What are we talking about? Like,
1: well, so he, what numbers would he need to finish with to
0: actually win this thing? If the Texans make the playoffs and he throws for 30 touchdown passes or thereabouts, That's I think, not he's, enough.
1: what 30 touchdown passes. I mean, Lamar did it with 36. Yeah. Uh, Hertz was what? 22 passing 13 rushing. So yeah. So i 35, maybe.
0: Which I guess is in play. Come on man. They could win this game with T. Higgins out on Sunday. I mean, that ninety to one could go to you want to talk about the Bills' odds dropping? They win this game. That ninety to one's gonna be about thirty to one Monday morning.
1: So you think it should be so you think the actual odds right now
0: should be he should be the second favorite for him, like because like Burrow to me has displayed his no, value. Because I think there's regression potential there because he's a rookie, but I think he should be much better than ninety to one. Right, but like, okay, but like Burrow was not
1: healthy. Then he becomes healthy, and they look like a, a dominant team again. So like, is it going to be a statistical thing for him, or if they rattle off and win twelve games, but they were shaky at the
0: beginning, people would be like, oh, look at what Burrow did. Yeah, and I don't then, think that would be enough for him to win the MVP necessarily. I would look at what Stroud did. as more impressive.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I think there's just another award sitting right there for him, but I mean, you've convinced me to you. I'll probably have a 90 to one bet. It's a fun bet to get on board with, isn't it? It dude? is a fun bet. <laughs> it is a fun, it is a fun bet. And just again, think about what he looks like compared to the guy we watched tonight in Bryce young. It's just, it's, I, I just could not imagine. All right. Ask me the next one. All right, I'm on it. Hold on a second. got to pull it up. Uh, Packers and Steelers. Oh, this is your game. Is George Pickens the newest, latest,
0: greatest Steelers problem wide receiver? It sure feels like it. And we kind of addressed it on the last podcast because it was immediately after uh, the Steelers-Titans Thursday night game. But then things got worse with uh, Instagram posts Had free me, deleted all steelers uh follows Steelers account, Steelers teammates to that whole deal. Um, You know, Tomlin did his whole thing where he got up there and tried to downplay the whole thing. But look, what do wide receivers want? They want numbers and they want their money. And this guy's a second round pick in his second year. So he hasn't made money yet and he doesn't have numbers. So you're damn right. He's pissed off. And. I don't really see it changing dramatically just based on how the offense is set up. Uh, Right now, I would say that he's probably 50-50 to demand a trade when the season ends. That's kind of how I look at it.
1: Has anyone pointed out that if he just gets his foot down, he has a touchdown in the last game?
0: Yes. Yeah. Not really a great day to say free me when a high school wide receiver probably could have made the play that he didn't make in that game. And listen,
1: I, I get your receiver. You want to get paid. Your numbers are tied to your quarterback and your quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett. And a popular radio host said that he was Joe Montana and Joe Burrow. And he's not. So I understand why he would be frustrated and feel misled. Um, and I thought it was insane that the bears passed on Pickens for Brisker. So every time he makes a bad headline, I get filled in my mentions with people saying, "Oh, where are you at on George Pickens now?" So I want to ask you, if George Pickens was on the Chiefs or the Bengals, oh. or it, it, do you believe him to be a
0: great talent? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think he's a great talent. I mean, I still think he'd be. I think he'd have to manage the personality, but but you but you believe him to be you believe him
1: to be like. He is much better as a wide receiver than Pickett is as a quarterback. He is an excellent talent relative to his position because there's been like some of the advanced numbers sure. stuff you've said, he's not good at separation. He's good at catch radius, he's good well, at Well, the same seconds. things
0: about DeAndre Hopkins. He's been okay. Right. So that's I mean, so
1: that but I, that's what I'm asking. Like that's that's what you think he is. You yeah. think he is I mean, go a, back
0: and watch the slant that he took 70 plus yards against the Browns. I saw in that it Monday night game. I think he can get separation. Okay. okay. I think it's more about the way he's been utilized here. All All right. Saints and and Vikings. Is Kevin O'Connell a top 10 coach? He's right there, man. I know, dude. I think he's actually very underrated. And here's one of the things I'll say to defend that, you know, outside of Pittsburgh, one of the things that people love about Mike Tomlin is, oh man, look at all these games. He wins close. Look at the way the Steelers just, they get out gained in every game and they find a way to win. I somehow feel like last year O'Connell didn't really get as much credit as he probably should have for winning all those one-score games and getting to 13 wins, even though we all correctly pointed out that it was smoke and mirrors. He took what was probably an eight-win team and got them to 13. Isn't that what coaching is all about? I mean, he took a team on paper that was average, and they produced a great record. And –
1: He's going to, yeah. Yes. My, my only issue with it is we both said after the Cousins injury that they should have traded to Neil Hunter and done everything they could in that like 36 hour period of time yeah. to punt on the season. But if he's like Mike Vrabel, where he's just going to always have his team overachieve and produce or whatever, well, then there's no way for them to get that bad to really get into the top five with your pick and Jefferson coming back and all of that. So uh, that was a misread by us around the trade deadline. And obviously what Dobbs did is ridiculous. But but yeah, he, he seems to be building the case of the overachiever, which is other than
0: quarterback maximizer, it's pretty much the best thing you could be as an NFL head coach. By the way, just before we get to the next game, it is interesting that Belichick doesn't get credit on his coaching tree for Vrabel, Kevin O'Connell, and um, who's the other one? Brian Dable, who he brought into the NFL. I think that's weird. I always see those coaching trees, and none of those guys are on there, even though they're all, they all come from the Patriots. So, anywho, continue. All right, Commander Seahawks. I don't know why you
1: did this is the question. Is Sam Howell making you think that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? Wait a minute. Why do you dislike this question so much? I find the
0: Seahawks to be much more interesting than the Commanders. Okay, well, then then on the fly, just here comes the creative juices of Danny Parkins. Give me a Seahawks question that is going to trump a discussion about Sam Howell and how he's just on the fringe of is he good or is he not good? I mean, are the Seahawks frauds? That game no. last week was that game last week was mortifying. Are the Lions frauds? I do not believe so. Same thing happened to them, and Seattle beat Detroit. Okay, so so, so no is the answer <laughs> to that question. All right, fine. Here, ask me your Sam Howell question. Because I think that I, I put this out there because I feel like you are on the fence on Sam Howell. And sometimes I feel like you make a compelling case or attempt to that he actually might be a good quarterback, but he just holds on to the ball too long and gets sacked too much. But there's just some electrifying playmaking that happens with him from time to time. That 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 is, that is how I
1: feel. <laughs> that, that is how I feel. I've said it for weeks. I, I, I said it before the year.
0: Is he like, better than Fields? I don't know. I, no? no, you thought about
1: it. I did you think about face. it. I did think about it. Well, here, I mean, listen, man, we've seen 31 starts from fields. So we have a much larger body of work to suggest that fields is, is too flawed, but I, listen, I think he's better than Howell because I think a huge percentage of those starts, he was in a completely impossible situation around them. And Howell has always had McLaurin and you know in Dotson and Samuel and he's had, he's had guys that feel dreamed of until until this year and now he has B enemy. Yeah. Uh but he does take way too many sacks. But I I,
0: I but. just want to just say this about him. So if you don't have a top 10 quarterback, right? And he'll I don't think he'll ever be that. So he's not going to be top 10 or top 12. If you can't have one of those guys, you might as well have a fun quarterback. Yes. And I and I think he absolutely is fun. Yes, I agree with that. Like, there is a – and I've said – I've compared him to Ryan Fitzpatrick before. There is just this element of whatever game they go – he could throw for 500 yards against the Seahawks on Sunday or throw four interceptions and look like the worst quarterback in the NFL. And that is fun. (laughs) I'd like Kenny Pickett to kind of be like that once in a while. Gunslinger. Yeah, I'd sign up for that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Coaches, though, tend to not enjoy that. Yes. They tend to, like, It's hilarious
0: game. that Ron Rivera is the one that has to stomach this, like, erratic play from a quarterback because you know it gives him ulcers.
1: Titans-Bucks. Is Baker Mayfield playing well enough to start somewhere next year?
0: <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I mean, isn't like – I watched that Houston game and the touchdown he threw to Otten – right before Stroud orchestrated that last drive. And I'm like, "Eh, he's probably one of the 32 best guys at his job in the world. You know, like. I don't, I don't don't think
1: that there is a, I don't think that there is a single player that I was more wrong about this year than Baker Mayfield. Like, I mean, listen, I knew he was better than Kyle Trask. And I thought that they were going to trade dudes away and play Trask and try to get Drake May or Caleb Williams and tank everything. And then they didn't. And I just still figured that they would be bad. But Baker Mayfield has a three-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio this year. He's good.
0: I mean, he's not great. but, but I think the, But the problem legit. he has is that they're not winning and that I think most of the league has made up its mind on him.
1: So, well, I don't think he's going to get a big deal, um, but they they're the worst running team in the NFL two years in a row. So, like, you know, going into against Tampa, you just have to defend the pass. And so it's not like he like if he played in Tennessee, like Tannehill did with Derrick Henry, when Derrick Henry was still in his prime, like, he
0: would have been just as effective, if okay. not more so. So let me give you like two options here. He's either Jacoby Brissett this offseason where he had a good run, but he just ends up being viewed by the league as a backup. Or he's a starting quarterback next year for like a team that's trying to bridge a young guy as a starter. Which one do you think it'll be? Is it A or B? B. Yeah.
1: I, 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 like, he's I'm just hoping
0: not. he's not going to get a long-term
1: deal, but I think he goes somewhere where he is the presumed week one starter, not for a top two pick quarterback, but like, wh- like whoever is, you know, if Bo Nix gets drafted where Will Levis was this year and know it's like, well, we got to develop him. He's got to learn the system, and we're going to wait around a little bit. Like, there's a guy there, and the, the better he plays, the longer they
0: sit the rookie.
1: I think that makes sense
0: for Baker. Last one, Falcons and Cardinals. Is Kyler Murray going to screw up Arizona's quarterback draft plans?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to. Um, Kyler is not great. Kyler is not consistent. But Kyler is better than what they've had. And they play hard and they play these teams close. And we mocked the Gannon hire uh, in the off season because of how the Eagles defense uh, finished the year. Mm -hmm. And it might just be a new coach bump. And if your whole thing is like, I get my guys to play hard that often wears out, wears off quickly in pro sports. Like this isn't high school, but It's his first year, and he's just, and now he's getting handed a significant upgrade at quarterback. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they win this game and if they win two or three more in the second half of the year and they end up
0: with the fifth or seventh pick in the draft, something like that. I totally agree with you on that. For the team they're facing, Atlanta, let's tie these last two together. If you're the Falcons and you're going to win too many games to get a quarterback, and your options this offseason are either trade for Kyler Murray or bring in Baker Mayfield. Which one would you do? Well, I mean, can I see Kyler the rest of the way? Like I have to answer. But right that now. now, without having seen him, if you had to pick one.
1: And I inherit Kyler's contract? Yep. Then Baker.
0: Me too. Cause I just think they need someone to spread the ball around to those weapons there in Atlanta. And I think Baker could do that. Okay.
1: Yeah. And, and I just, I mean, listen, Kyler is a long ways away from demonstrating that he's a $200 million football player. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I, he's an upgrade. He's good. He's electric. His ceiling is higher than Baker's, but I don't think that, I don't think there's many scenarios where that contract ages well. So yeah, I would take I would take Baker.
0: Right, Spencer Danny. Ray
1: is our producer. We go live on the on six seventy the scores YouTube page after Sunday night football. Uh, you can hear this on the fan on Friday nights and on the score on Saturday evenings. But the main thing here is that we're a podcast. The Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. first in pod subscribe, rate, review every team, every game, every week. Peace.